and welcome to episode 126 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. Welcome back, Sharla. Thank you. Well, welcome <laughs> back, Heather, because she missed the last week that we were here. But welcome back, me, That's physically <laughs> back into the realm. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> But we were off last week because um, Charlotte was in Walt Disney World. So, and that is, in fact, the topic for today's podcast. We are going to hear all about her trip. The good, the bad, the ugly. What was it like to stay off site? Would she do it again? Um, all of that fun stuff. But first, we've got some Disney news. So let's get into that. Really, the only thing I care about this week, really the only thing in life that I care about this week, <laughs> let's be clear, is that the People Mover is back open. Yay, finally. Over a year it's been closed. I, I, I was so excited to see it moving the other uh, last week. And I was like, oh, is it is it open? Is it open? And then there was always just a cast member. I guess his only job was to say opening soon, opening mm -hmm. soon. <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> job. Like all that you have to disappoint thousands of people a day. Right. <laughs> but I was thinking that maybe they were testing it. You know, maybe we could get on and they were testing it, just not with people. Yeah. 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 Yep. So anyway, it's back open and it's running and I'm so, so, so happy. And if I ever get to go back to Walt Disney World, I'll get to ride it again yeah. someday. So very yeah. exciting. But then speaking of sort of transportation in Walt Disney World, uh, who wants to talk about the Skyliner? <laughs> uh, once again, there was an incident at the Skyliner. Um it, they, I mean, as, as I told my friends as we were riding and it was their first time, I was like, watch out, they come in hot. And we all just kind of jumped every time. And that's what happened at the, at one of the stations, they kind of crashed. So nobody was hurt. Yeah. Everybody's fine. They didn't um, kind of crash. They did crash. Right. <laughs> yeah. They actually crashed. Um, yeah. Right. The important thing is nobody was hurt and um, it was only closed for a couple of hours and everything is fine with it in terms of being able to move people quickly. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The glass, um, I think it took out the windows in both of the gondolas, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But again, nobody was hurt back up and running in pretty much no time. I mean, really considering. Yeah. I feel know. like this just reinforces why I hate the yeah, Skyliner. Right. <laughs> like, I like, like to ride this it. is why I hate the Skyliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I I have such mixed feelings on it because when I'm you know when I'm riding it and everything's going fine, I love it. But then every time, like there are a couple of times during the ride where like you'll go around that corner, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like woo, <laughs> and then when you're coming into the station, you definitely feel like you know you're coming in pretty hot, you know. And God help you if you turn around and see the gondola coming in behind you because you. Really I, will, it, I brace for impact every yeah. single time I ride it, like, and I'm so I booked. My, I had mentioned earlier on an earlier show that I'm doing a split stay coming in October and. Of the first three nights of my stay, I am I purposely booked myself into the Riviera, and I'm doing it over the weekend so that I don't have to go to Epcot for food and wine because I don't do food and wine on the weekends. So this way, I don't have to ride the Skyliner. Staying <laughs> at the resort just to not ride the Skyliner. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, yeah. but the good news is it's back up and operational, and all systems are go. So yeah. And then more exciting news, and this is not news, but part of it is. So, Heather, why don't you tell us what you're doing on Friday? Disneyland is reopening. It has been over a year. 
I'm probably going to cry the second I walk on Main Street because I have somehow, through good fortune, scored a park pass for opening day at Disneyland and the second day of opening at Disney's California Adventure. So I will be riding the new Jungle Cruise and riding Alice in Wonderland and just, I'm so excited. I didn't think that I would be this excited to go back to Disneyland, but I really am. Yay! Yeah. Well, we're so happy that you get to go there, so... <laughs> Yeah. I'm excited. To, it pays to be a California resident. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only ones that get to go. <laughs> yeah. And actually, let's talk about that for a second, because there's been kind of a lot of sort of back and forth and controversy about, is it just California residents? Is it only California residents? Because California sort of implemented that rule and then almost kind of backed off it a little bit. California actually has not backed off of it. I think that a lot of blogs, other blogs besides ours, are reporting rumors that, oh, maybe. No, they did change the verbiage in the rule. They have not backed off of it. They are saying they are considering at some point, obviously, in the future, that out-of-state guests who are fully vaccinated will be able to go. But they have not said on such a such a date or that this is the rule. It is still at this moment only California residents are allowed. Okay. So some places like SeaWorld, for example, is sort of jumping through a loophole in that. And they are saying that they are going to allow non-California residents. Well, the reason that SeaWorld is uh, quote unquote allowed is because they are an animal park. And so they are using the fact that they are technically a zoo in mm. order to allow out-of-state residents. Um, they're saying that they're a zoo versus a theme park, and that's why they are... I don't even think that they're technically allowed, but they're trying to jump through a loophole. And, yeah. And that's what doing. <laughs> it's, it's all semantics, right? <laughs> so, but in case you are wondering, Disneyland, still California residents only. <laughs> We don't know exactly. for how long, we don't know how long, but for right now, it is only California. Eventually, residents. it will open back up yes. to out-of-state guests. We just don't know when that is. Yeah, it will happen as more and more people get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So coming up next, we are going to hear all about Sharla's recent trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, and I can't, I just, I can't wait to hear all about it. I'm going to live vicariously through you. So <laughs> stay tuned. All right. Charla, we want to know everything. Tell us everything. Okay. Well, let's let's start with we got there on a Thursday and we checked into our hotel, which was off site, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, and we headed to Disney Springs because we wanted to eat lunch slash dinner there. Um, we made a reservation at Paradiso 37 and it was ex- Excellent. Uh, we ate outside. It was lovely weather and everything. Um, I, as we talked to Susanna a few weeks ago about vegan at Walt Disney World, I was able to eat every meal vegan. And I will Yay. do a blog post on that in a, another week or so. But everybody, I have to say, everybody that I was with was jealous of my food. And their <laughs> food was not nearly as good. Um and so that the first night I had a flatbread pizza that was all vegan. It was incredible. And I was able to share. It was big enough that I was able to give several pieces away. And they absolutely loved it. So, haha to the meat eaters because I had it this time. <laughs> um, so, uh, that being said, we went to our 
back to our hotel and we walked around and I got to say that staying off site was not so bad. Um, it was for the Where special. Okay. We stayed at the club Wyndham bonnet Creek. Okay. So it's technically on Disney property. It is right next to Disney Springs. So it was a very easy way to get to Disney Springs. And this hotel is enormous. It's got, um, first of all, the Wyndham hotel itself is right there next to it. But the club Wyndham is the, it's a timeshare resort and it has one, two, three, four bedroom villas or suites. Um, we were in a presidential suite, which from what I can tell, all that means is you have like granite countertops and stuff, maybe a little bit nicer <laughs> appliances. Like there was no, like, it's not like a club level thing. Cause it wasn't that type of hotel. But it was incredibly nice. Uh, we had to have a key card to get up up onto the 16th floor instead of just riding the elevator. We had to, you know, touch our keys. So that's would what it been, Would it have been like a club level situation if it were not COVID times or they, they don't have club no, level? No, they don't. They don't have that. It just means it's nicer in terms of granite countertops. And it had. I would, we could see into some of the other rooms when we were walking around the resort and it just had like a normal refrigerator ours had like the dual side fridge and freezer with an ice maker and all that stuff you know it was it was just nicer um it was a we had a three bedroom which consisted of uh, three bedrooms <laughs> and two full bathrooms with a living room a dining room and full kitchen washer dryer and it was about with tax with the resort fee about $320 a night. Mm -hmm. That's compared to, you know, the five of us cramming into a moderate resort for that same price, you know? So right. for the price, if you need space, that's great. You know, that's something to consider. Now we had to pay for parking every single day because we, uh, th there is transportation to the theme parks, but it was not convenient. Um, so we, we did drive. It was, so again, that's $25 a day for parking. And so that's something that you got to factor in. But in terms of the resort itself, it was great. It was, there had lots and lots of things that you could do at the resort. Mini golf, ice cream, parlor. Um, there was, there were grills set up that you could just go grill some food if you wanted to do that. So it was, it was very nice. Lovely view of downtown Disney or Disney Springs. I mean, and um some of the you could see some of the parks off way in the distance so it's good very cool yeah and so now how was the transportation to and from the theme parks so we did not take it because it was it was scheduled at what we thought were inconvenient times to us now if you wanted to go back you know back and forth at those times that's absolutely fine it was five dollars per person round trip per per day i guess so again, for five of us, it was the same price to park because you know it's twenty five dollars to park versus um, you know five dollars a person to ride the their shuttle. So we did not take it, but it was um, but it was an option there. Okay, yeah. So would I stay there again? Yeah, I would. It I because we were there for you know we always say. Moderate and value resorts are more for park-centric people, and the deluxe resorts are more for resort-centric people. I would stay there on a mainly parks trip. Not that the resort wasn't great, because it really was, but 
you know, the inconvenience of a couple of things, like not being able to take Disney transportation, if I just wanted to go back to the room or something like that, that was a, that was a little inconvenient. But I could have also grabbed a, a taxi or something like that if I really needed to do it. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Know. How about in terms of, like, the Disney-ness of it all? Oh, there was no Disney-ness of it all. Zero. Okay. interesting. In the lobby of the hotel, they had a universal ticket desk even though we I mean, we were definitely closer to disney than we were to universal but they had a universal ticket desk so you could buy your universal tickets if there if you wanted but i did not see any disney presence whatsoever there um yeah so that is something that i think we take for granted when we stay at a disney hotel you know if you need something with your theme park tickets or the um my disney experience or something like that the people that work at the hotel they have a separate ticket desk and you can talk to somebody at your resort hotel and you know we could not do that this was so it was definitely a non-disney hotel just Mm -hmm. super close so if you're gonna stay off site you need a place that's very very close by i think because there's so many hotels in the orlando area and you could you could be 30 to 45 minutes away just based on traffic lights and, um, you know, and just Orlando traffic is not to be trifled with. (laughs) Right. And yeah. And we were technically on property, you know, because we were right there and it still takes time, just like it would take time to get from Animal Kingdom Lodge to Magic Kingdom. It's going to, you know, take some time to get around, but we had, it was, it was not inconvenient enough that I wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. But it's, you're not going to be in that Disney magic. You know, okay. I, I personally am going to prefer to be in the Disney magic and in that bubble. But I don't, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about the resort itself. Great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, was, I was happier than I expected to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a very, very nice place. And um, on the blog that I wrote on mon- uh, last Monday, you can see some of the pictures of the of the resort. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get into the parks. Okay. Because this was your first trip since the pandemic, right? Yeah. Since you and I were there in February 2020. Right. So, this, yeah, first trip. And we parked at the TTC. And then that was Magic Kingdom was the first place that we went on Friday when we started our park day. So we parked at the TTC and I could see Cinderella Castle. And I thought, okay, this is fine. I'm fine. This is not a big, this is not a problem. (laughs) And then we got, we got in and I saw the castle and something in me, I forgot that they had changed the color. I forgot that they had put in the 50, some of the 50th anniversary uh, appliques and Something just hit me, and I was like, I was just started sobbing. I was so, I was so emotional to be there, and um, it was, it was so magical to be back. And one thing that I, I'm blessed because I, in general, get to go so often. And as much as I love Cinderella Castle, and you know, it takes my breath away, this was just so different. And um, you know, I, I, after being away for so long, and you know, such a difficult year for everybody. It was really, it was really powerful to be there. Um, but th- the parks weren't not crowded, but I would not call them, I would not call it a crowded day at all. 
Okay. Um, the longest line, probably like the mine train and Peter Pan's flight, same as always. They were, you know, 45 to 60 minutes, depending on the time of day. So not bad. Um, we also found that the wait times listed were exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day it said Rock and Roller Coaster was 40 minutes, and I think we waited 20 to 25 minutes. Um, again, you know, your mileage may vary. It may be different, but we found that consistent throughout our entire trip that the, the, the lot, whatever the posted time was, it was not nearly that long. So, um, but I was impressed with the way they did their social distancing in the queues. Um, you know, that they have the queue for Peter Pan's flight kind of going into Liberty square and through Columbia Harbor house, which is not serving (laughs) guests right now. Um, so you, you just kind of have to, and then they put up, plexiglass in in any switchback that they couldn't distance people so i was very very impressed with what with what they did for that yeah very cool and so now like what was your experience with you know people wearing masks or not wearing masks or sort of compliance um 100 mask wearing like i didn't see anybody who did not now there i did see a couple people who had it down too far um, maybe by uh, maybe on purpose or maybe it had just fallen and a cast member could quickly say please put up your mask and they and for the most part they did um, we were in line behind somebody at uh, Slinky Dog Dash who was they were not nice people and I won't say more than that and uh, they were just kind of rude and gave everybody attitude about it but we were just like this is kind of the rule and you know that this is the rule put up your mask and they would put it up for a second and then pull it right back down. But besides those people, everybody else was absolutely fine. Um, I found that there were plenty of places that we could pull over and stop because the rule is you have to wear your mask unless you're eating or drinking and stationary. So we could pull it. We could just kind of pull over, make sure nobody was near us and get a snack or get a drink. Um, and that was a lot less inconvenient than I thought it would be because um, I'm somebody who always who always has a drink with me and I thought that that would be kind of annoying but it really it really wasn't bad um, so I was pleasantly surprised at at, at all of that um, in terms of you know eating at a restaurant or sit down like they had the table spaced out everything was clean um, you know I, I thought it was very 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 well done yeah. Well, now you've said the magic word. <laughs> snacks. Yeah. Yeah. What are the good snacks? That you so have? now we want to know all about the food. Well, what did you That's eat? all we care about. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. So, uh, well, as I said, I ate um, pretty much everything to be vegan. So I had, of course, I had a Mickey pretzel because if you get it without the cheese sauce, it is vegan. Um, lots of popcorn. Um now, I don't know what the butter is on that, so we're not going to count that. Um, <laughs> lots of popcorn. <laughs> um, at the Flower and Garden Festival, they had a lot of snack-type food. They had um, so they had some street corn. They had some um, impossible sh- short ribs. They had in Mexico, I'm trying to think of the name. Of, I want to call it a sopapilla, but I'm not sure if that's right. Good Maybe news. It's, it's dairy-free butter flavoring. You're fine. Ah, look at that. I wasn't even worried, but you know, it's, gosh, I mean, I didn't see any new snacks per se. 
I know they had a. Then you did not look correctly because I know that there is. I was about to say. I think you might have missed a few. Then I called a cookie that I am desperate desperate to try when I get there in a couple of weeks, and I know it's not vegan, and I don't care because it looks so good. I mean, I was looking for snacks. You know, that's not. I'm sorry. Why? Because I wasn't hungry. Oh. I don't, yeah, there's a, there's a whole variety of things that I don't understand about that statement. Either one of them. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I, I found, you know, that there was plenty of food to be had and I, I don't know that I would consider anything that I really had for a snack that was not during mealtimes, really. Yeah. I don't know. You did. I know that you and are just staring at each other. I, <laughs> I have no words because I know, or somehow I find myself ravenously hungry at all times at Disney. And I don't know. But um, I know you didn't eat this, but someone in your party did because we put a picture up on Instagram of the cute little uh, Flamingo Earth Day cupcake okay. at um, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And me and Sarah are both like, quick, send a picture. What is that? Tell us all yeah. about it. It was. <laughs> Um, I think it was a strawberry, uh, kind of a strawberry coulis in the middle of it. Even better. And uh, yeah, they said it was very, very good. It was, it was really cute. But the wings were made of. They tried to pull them out, and they kind of disintegrated in their hands. It's not like cotton candy exactly, but very meringue. Um, and plus, it was hot. It was really hot that day, mm. so they, it had melted by the time they got to it. Um, yeah, so that was. It was really, really pretty, and. Um, lots of bubbles around it and stuff and they previously they had had um, a bunny uh, cupcake so at flame tree barbecue they have the a season so it's a seasonal cupcake so it could it could be flamingo or something else by the time somebody else is there so it's very cute it's very cute yeah i feel like animal kingdom has been really stepping up their game lately with all their snacks like you know they have the uh um the ice cream cone with the sparkles for raya and the lost dragon and they just like every other day i'm seeing pictures of new snacks coming out of that park and i kind of just want to be there and eat all of them yeah nice all right and so you said you ate at paradiso 37 which i've actually never been to so that's Uh my places to try list. I've yeah. only ever eaten there once and it was with Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I've never been there. And then we got there and I was like, I've eaten there. We ate right here at this table. And I was with, I remember who I was with. Yeah. I don't know why we ended up eating there either that day, but I remember we were there. And... I don't know how, I think we, we were there with our friends, Brock and Brent. Yeah. And they're like, this place is good. Let's go. And we're like, eh, I guess so. Yeah. I also remember that's the day I bought my Haunted Mansion magic band that I still have. I just, the weird things that we remember. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I didn't think I'd eaten there until I got until I got there, and we sat at the same at the same table out on the deck. So, um, but uh, so we ate at um, Tomorrowland Terrace at the Magic Kingdom. So now, uh, okay, so now please tell me all about that because every time I'm there for the past few years, it's closed. It's closed, yeah. Okay, so I believe the reason that Tomorrowland Terrace is open is because it's outdoors, um, because Columbia Harbor House is closed. Uh, and like, so and basically it's the food from Columbia Harbor house at Tomorrowland Terrace. So you don't Okay. Have to, so it's like the seafood and the. Like, right. The, okay. um, so normally I think Tomorrowland Terrace when it, when it's open for itself is a noodle place, but I've never eaten Sometimes, there. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I have ne- also never eaten there <laughs> because it's always, it's always closed. And, um, so anyway, so I got food from, from that because I, I wanted, uh, 
a salad that um, Susanna had talked about, and it was incredible. Uh, so that was so that was very good. Um, and actually, we I got my I got my salad, and then they got food from somewhere else. So we ate in Liberty Square. So it wasn't I didn't actually <laughs> sit there. I kind of sat on the side of the street in Liberty Square. Um, and then we went to House of Blues for dinner um, that night, which I had only been to once before. So that was that was nice. Um, and did then you eat inside, or did you eat outside? At House of Blues, we ate inside. Okay. And I just I love the little voodoo garden in the back of the House of Blues. Yeah. Um, th- so we we had that, and then let's see where do we? Eat? Oh, Saturday we were at Animal Kingdom, so we had Flame Tree Barbecue which I talked about mm-hmm. and I had a some sort of plant-based sausage hot dog thing. It was so good. Um, it was, it was one of the best things that I ate too. Um, and Saturday night we ended up at Epcot and we ate at um, the cantina and we kind of snacked, we kind of snacked our way around um, flower and garden as well. But I had guacamole at the, cantina and on sunday we ate at the boathouse and that was the one that we had pre-planned where we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna eat and i said i was having crab cakes so i didn't care what anybody else said so that's what i had and were they good did they live up to everything for you um i've had better crab cakes oh but, no you were so excited it, she has been talking about these crab cakes for three weeks <laughs> i know it was good i also had calamari and it was good, but it was not Palo Calamari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is sad if you're comparing everything to Palo, but you know. Hey, you know. It was it was very good. I'm not I'm not disappointed in anything that I ate there. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. And so then we didn't really eat on Sunday night because we had like a late lunch um, that day. And then on Monday we ended up at um, so it was uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios during the day. And we had lunch at the Backlot Express, and I had the Two Sons hummus, which was very, very good. And then we ended up at um, La, uh, La Hacienda for dinner at Epcot. And my meal was better than everybody else's. I had the <laughs> chickenless enchiladas, and um, you have to specifically order them vegan style with the vegan cheese. And I've had vegan cheese before and have not liked it. This was good. This maybe I mean maybe they put real cheese on it, but <laughs> it, it was <laughs> um, it was it was excellent. Um, how good this how good this meal was, and like I said, everything that I that I had besides the boathouse um, and besides the bread pudding that I insisted on eating at um, House of Blues was incredible. So that's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting. I'm finding it fascinating because I'm listening to everything you're listing and I'm thinking those are none of the places that we go when we're together. <laughs> it was, it's almost like you deliberately didn't go to any of our spots. No. <laughs> well, some of it was that we didn't, ha- we couldn't find a lot of availability. And we, before we went, we had been looking and we're just like, I will play it by ear when we get there. So the only reservation we actually had was at the boathouse. And we ended up changing that to earlier in the day. <laughs> so, we made all of our reservations besides the boathouse um, that day. And it was based on what we could, really what we could get. Um, I would have been fine with, 
you know, snacking around the world at Epcot, but you know, I was also fine with a sit down meal. So okay. yeah, it was, it was definitely different than, and then with mobile order at Disney's Hollywood studios, I, I felt like we had to kind of pick something ahead of time because that one gets more backed up mm-hmm. than anywhere else. And if you don't pre-plan at that one, it's a lot harder to do. So, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. So as long as we're at Hollywood Studios, I know you got to experience Rise, correct? We did. Um, we all tr- we all got up that morning and we all tried to get it. And um, we got number 66, boarding group 66, which what we ended up boarding around 1.30 p.m. for a 9 a.m. opening. So not, okay. not too bad. So we had a leisurely morning. I went back to bed after the seven o'clock trying to get the, <laughs> trying to get the uh, 40 pounds. And um, we, we just kind of had a leisurely morning and went over there. And, you know, we spent most of the day and then we went, uh, went over to Epcot. But yeah, uh, boarding group number 66. And it was smooth sailing. Like it seems like the kinks they had when they first opened and some, some things like that were perfectly fine because it even rained that day okay. and it did not. It did not affect it, so. Oh, good. Excellent. And did you love it as much the second time? I did love it. Not as much because it was, you know, I knew. And and by now I had seen some videos on it, too. But I do want to talk about something that I did love. And that was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about this. Oh, gosh, just so excited that... Because Sarah and I tried to write it when we were there before, but it was just in cast previews. And, um, oh, I thought maybe, you know, we thought maybe they would, it would be open, but it wasn't. So I loved it. And my friend Amy said the same things that you say, that they that she liked watching me laugh and giggle at it and, and all that stuff. <laughs> so it, we wrote it, we ended up writing it twice. And it was great. It was, um, it's just something that it, that it, really fits in well with that park, I think. And so I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed um, that they kept it in the uh, Chinese theater, even though at first I was like, this is, this is a weird place for it. It was, it worked out really, really well. It was cute. So it was, it's a new favorite for sure. Oh, good. Wow. Okay. All right. High praise. (laughs) It's, It's definitely a new favorite. So, um, and how about characters? Cause I know that the character, appearances are still different there's there there aren't really meet and greets so to speak right but it's okay so the magic kingdom they had little parades and they they call them they they call them cavalcades Mm -hmm. and so the the just the the little float will it's like one float at a time and it will come down this the street on the parade route and there's just characters on it and they just wave and all this stuff so that's cool they also had at Liberty Square, where we were eating that day, some of the bears, two of the bears from Country Bear Jamboree were up on that balcony, and they would just come out and wave at each other. Oh, fun. Uh, or wave, or not each other, <laughs> wave at you. And so you could, take a, <laughs> you could take a selfie with them if you wanted, or just take their picture. Um, we saw uh, Winnie the Pooh come out at the but- right next to the Butterfly Pavilion at that flower garden and he had his little net like he was chasing <laughs> butterflies yeah and that so was a cute has, picture yeah so, he, he, so it, it's like you get a you can get a good picture with them and they'll mm-hmm. pose but it's just from far away uh mary poppins was out over in the uk 
Um, now, is there any sort of like line to get the photo with them? I mean, I know it's like a socially just you're not near them, so you just kind of have to grab it. Right. So at for Winnie the Pooh, we happened to be in the line for the butterfly house when this okay. <laughs> when he came out. So that was that was fine. If you weren't in that line, you could get it from the other side. Okay. Uh, but I actually I liked it. I mean, yeah, it's not the same, but I mean, it's a really great way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that you get to see the country bears, which are very rarely out. Um, they're usually out for like the Christmas or Halloween parties, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, the I liked it that they just kind of came down the street. I liked it that they floated down the river at uh, Animal Kingdom. You know, it was just a really good way to do it. Um, some of the stuff, I didn't mind how they did the the social distancing besides characters like for the butterfly house they limited the amount of people in there mm -hmm. which which is fantastic nobody wants to be in the crowded butterfly pavilion with 300 other people you know the fact that they only allowed in i don't know maybe 30 people at a time was <laughs> was really nice because yeah. you got to kind of take your time and see everything and you could see everything you would have to mill around all the people so i liked that a lot there were some things that i definitely thought maybe could even stay <laughs> this way so uh, not the characters because I would definitely like you know to get closer to the characters but in terms of some of the cues and stuff I'm fine with how they did it yeah yeah and almost I almost the, the characters in some ways kind of feels more organic yeah this way you yeah. know well like yeah. if you look at uh, some of the some of the um parks overseas that's kind of how they have it they the characters just kind of come out and you interact with them and then they go away. And, you know, it's, or kind of like, it's kind of like how they did it at the magic kingdom when they had that, um, just little known characters that come out for like one oh, week yeah, at little, a time. Yeah. The little limited time magic thing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that's, that's great. And you don't necessarily know what time it is and, just it's just cute. kind of a fun, magical thing. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I That's like kind that. kind of how they still do it, or before pandemic times, they still did it at Disneyland as well. Yeah. Like, you would just be walking in there, all of a sudden, Alice and the Mad Hatter yeah. are behind you. And, and it just, to me, like, as my Florida-going park person, it was always a little strange to me. Like, what do you mean I'm not lining up for a picture with them? But I loved it because it just felt so, it was just magical, right? Like, yeah. you just didn't know where somebody was going to pop out of. Yeah. Well, the, that first time you and I went to Disneyland and Alice um, and the Mad Hatter just came right inside the turnstiles, you know? Um, it's just fun. It's it's just it's just a different kind of experience. And for for, you know, somebody like me who gets to go a lot to see something unique is always good. No matter I'm, I'm sad that it's because it is because of COVID and all that stuff, but the uniqueness of it is still fun, no matter, no matter what. So, yeah. Um, and we, and Mary Poppins was in that Rose garden to, behind the tea house. And so we were on the lower path and she was on the upper path and we could talk to her just fine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had a little conversation with Mary Poppins, so it wasn't all that bad. <laughs> you know, you just, and we could get a picture with her, just not right next to her. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, like I said, it's some of it, not all bad. So. And how did you feel being there without the parades and without the fireworks. I know a lot of people get a little nervous and I'm not going to go to Disney if there's no yeah. fireworks. And d did you miss that? How did it feel? I missed, 
Um, I didn't miss the parade because I saw those little floats go by, and that was a partial parade right there. That wasn't the same. You know, it's not the same as watching Festival of Fantasy or something. <laughs> but you know, it's a the little cavalcade was really cute, and I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I did miss the fireworks because I really like fireworks, and I so that. I missed, like, I understand why they're not having it because they don't want people crowded in one place. Um, but, you know, it would have been fun to watch it from the Polynesian beach or something like that, you know. Um, but I, I missed it. But it's not going to cause me, that's not going to prevent me from going back, you know. They'll have fireworks when it's safe to have fireworks again. And then I will, and I will see them. And enjoy them just that much more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. One thing that I did not like is that they have already started setting up for uh, Harmonious. And mm. those, <laughs> those um, I don't know what to call them, barges, I guess, mm -hmm, are in mm -hmm, the middle mm -hmm. of World Showcase Lagoon. Ruining everything. Yeah, it's not like, that's what I loved about um, Illuminations is that, you know, things would just come out in the afternoon and then go away. So you have this beautiful view right. across World Showcase Lagoon. Right. I'm kind of with you. I've seen the pictures and I, oh, yeah, the, why like are the, you like there the, all day? The giant Stargate, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I asked, I asked about it because I was like, are they testing this? Uh, what's going on? And they're like, no, it's out here all the time. Mm -hmm. So the plan is to have a water feature in front of it during the day i guess like the like the fountains at um world of color or something i i don't know i but i just Even don't the like fountains at world of color are, are hidden yeah. during the day <laughs> i don't know um i was not a fan of the fact that they're out all the time um i you know as someone who like illuminations was not my favorite but i liked it that it kind of came and went in, in terms of the the floats and the barges and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, the I, giant globe wasn't in the middle of the lagoon all day long, yeah, right. blocking your view of things. Right. Yeah, exactly. But that I will, you know, I'm not gonna boo it until I know what the show is. But I didn't like it that those <laughs> that those floats were there. So. Mm -hmm. I would agree, and I haven't even seen it in person. I've only seen the photos, yeah. and I'm already have feelings. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Um, overall, we had a fantastic time, and um, I I cannot complain about how Disney did their social distancing and their uh, mask policy and everything that they did. I think was they did a very very good job, and um, I, you know I will go again when I can. And uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody continues to be safe and gets you know get vaccinated and do all that we can to end this and then we can all go and it'll be just fine <laughs> yeah fingers crossed soon. yeah yeah excellent well thank you so much for sharing all about your trip with us i'm glad to hear that you have not been completely converted to an off-site uh... <laughs> <laughs> no no but i but again pleasantly surprised with how much i how much okay. i mean it's you know i there are definitely trips where I can see where it would make sense, you know, like ha having that much space for $320 a night. Yeah. I get it. That's yeah. tempting. I understand. And, and we already had a car, you know, we yeah. drove down. So that we were paying for parking at either at the parks or at the Disney resorts. So we're right. paying for parking anyway. You're paying for parking either way. So, yeah. Right. And, the, and this hotel that we stayed at did not charge for parking. So. Okay. Nice. Okay. okay. 
All right. Well, coming up next on our Patreon Extra, Sharla and I are, it's p- part two of our trivia battle. <laughs> she crushes me like a bug. <laughs> uh, so that is coming up next. Uh, I don't remember what the topic is for next week, so I'm not even going to, uh, not even going to ask. Um, I had a bounding. Yeah, it, and yet we've said that like eight times and somehow it always winds up getting scrapped. So I'm not even going <laughs> to... Making that promise. No, nope, not even making it. Nope. Um, we have been playing with a couple of ideas. We sent out a survey to a bunch of you um, about sort of printables and like different products that we're considering. Thank you so much. We got a huge response. Um, printables definitely seem like a very popular item. So we are pleased to tell you that we are working on our very first one. We, sh- you know, are hoping to roll it out within the next few weeks. We're going to start with our ultimate packing list. Um, for Disney vacations. So, and then we've got a whole list of, of things that we want to work on, but that's, that's going to be up first. So we're super excited about that. Also, if you go to our website, we now have an Amazon shop on our website. So if you want to find links to our favorite must have items, it's much easier to find those now. Um, if you just click on shop and the menu at the top of the website, it'll take you directly to our list of products and you can um, click on buy product. and It'll take you directly to the link in Amazon. We do, we are an Amazon affiliate. So we do get a small percentage of any sales um, completed through that link. So it's a super easy way to just do your Amazon shopping and support us. <laughs> so thank you so much for checking all of that out. I know I mentioned on the podcast last week and I noticed that we got a bump in sales. So <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much. Um, and that's it. Stay tuned for our Patreon Extra. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess to join in and you get uh, bonus content, uh, about 10 to 15 extra minutes of the podcast every single week, as well as a bunch of other perks that are listed on the website. So thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.